We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. One of my first jobs was building Apple computers back in the day when they were sent to retail in components. And you actually had to put the stuff together yourself. Then companies like Dell and Compaq and Gateway and HP all decided, hey, we could put it together and just send them the whole box of a computer. One of the guys that I worked for was a guy named Mark Ockren. It's interesting to note this in large part um, because he invented the Klingon language. They wanted the Klingon language for the movies to be its own real language. So how cool is that to invent a language? I can't say I've ever done anything that, that, that grand, but it's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. New home sales dipped slightly in September. Um... People buying high-end homes dipped as well, from about 35% of all purchases down to 25%. It's not the death of competition. It's not the death of the stock market, but it's not a good sign. So that's out there. This is one of those days where um, I think we got a lot of information from Southwest. It's earnings season, so every day we're gonna, I'm going to try to find a different focus. A lot of companies reported air, uh, numbers last night. Alaska Airlines, Hawaiian Airlines, Southwest Airlines. What's interesting to note is one of the things I heard from, not Boeing, excuse me, but it's tied to Boeing, Southwest, is that a lot of analysts think they should do an acquisition because a lot of their planes are grounded. I flew to Denver a couple of weeks ago and I was supposed to fly on a 737 MAX, but they've been grounded. So they moved me from a 10 o'clock flight to like a 7 o'clock flight. Every single seat was taken. So the question is, how do they keep two flights? Well, maybe they have to go out and, because they don't have planes. Maybe they go out and do an acquisition to get their planes. Even though they're leased, they still get access to the lease for whatever terms left. So who would Southwest buy? First and foremost, Wall Street hates the idea. Southwest is considered a gem of a company that's always profitable in good years and bad years. The thought is that they would probably buy Alaska Airlines or JetBlue. Do I play my investments that way? As my friend from Jamaica once said, no, 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 no. I don't... Do if Southwest acquires a company, 
you don't do ifs and buts with your money. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. Beyond Meat Burgers is in the news. Novolac and Nestle milk were contaminated with mineral oil components. So there may be a recall on some Beyond Meat Burgers. That's kind of interesting. Not terribly interesting. Nestle is the company that you fear if you're Beyond Meat. Because they're the king of food. Kraft Heinz is up there for sure. General Mills, you can make your cases. I get it. But Nestle is dominant. Some people think, and not me, not me, I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy like that. Some people think that the Gulf Wars were funded by and paid for, not by oil, but by companies like Nestle, who got to sell water to the U.S. Army after they set up bases in those countries after the quick little wars. Yeah. If you ever toured any of these bases, you would see basically plastic water bottles everywhere. Got to have your hydration. And in the middle of the desert, you're not setting up a, how should I say, a water pump into the ground. So a lot of people think Nestle is the company that companies like Beyond Meat should fear. When you look at Nestle's reach, it's it's pretty egregious. One day, for poops and giggles, I googled 1950s, 1960s commercials, and my mother loves me. She's aging. She's uh, definitely got dementia at this point in time. She's about to lose a foot to diabetes. Like, it's coming off. So, for Thanksgiving, I'm going to say, Mom, you want to go kick field goals? Oh, too soon. Too soon. But... She watched TV in the 50s and 60s, and it was kind of a magical thing. And I showed her the commercial of Nestle because it just cracked me up. Nestle had the sock puppet. You know, the dog sock puppet? That was them long before the sock puppet made a comeback in 2000 with Pets.com. We'll deliver food straight to your house. You don't need to go to the dog store anymore. I love how Wall Street loves tech companies. We love tech companies, but sometimes they're solving problems that aren't exactly real problems. Is it that bad to get to a dog store to get pet food? It's not that bad. And, you know, the idea of getting it shipped to you was, was this great idea, but dog food tends to be kind of heavy. And they didn't really have the logistics that are now in place. But the Nestle commercial that I showed my mom was black and white. And it's so cute to watch stuff in black and white. And it was the dog, Farfel. And he goes, N-E-S-T-L-E, Nestle makes the very best chocolate. Now, the fact that I showed that to my mom and she remembered it, and she's had more than one candy bar in her life, but it also shows to show you, like, some of these companies have been around for a long time. And we tip our hats to them. Markets open stronger but have turned weaker. Do I care? Not really. We've had a great year. It would take a pretty colossal mess up to drag us down from here for the end of the year. But why do we why do we look at performance as a January through December thing? Is it just because we're so myopic that we can't see past our, our own hands? It's been a good 10 years. Got a big seminar coming up about investing in retirement. You can learn more by going to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. 
Two row prices overcome some choppy market environment to beat Wall Street estimates. Now, T. Rowe Price was a company that I used to, in the world of finances, I it was a company that I used to go, maybe I'll buy them, because they had some great mutual funds. And that's their product. Intel's got semiconductors. Beyond Meat's got fake meat. What's the product of the company you own? I think I really went hardcore into Apple 10 years ago. 12 years ago, when I started seeing people using Apple products as luxury items, they are the Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy of electronics. High end does well in good economies and bad economies. And T. Rowe Price, going back to them, I just see the compression of margins of more services for less money to their customers as a problem. So I've let it go. It's like that Frozen movie. Let it go. Let it go. New Frozen coming out this winter at the same time that Star Wars, The Last Jedi, is coming out. It's going to be a good Christmas for Disney. But you know what Wall Street thinks about? What's next Christmas look like? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. One of the more interesting things I read in the Wall Street Journal yesterday was an article about Uber and its relationship that it has with Saudi Arabia. They're pretty close. The Kingdom's Sovereign Wealth Fund invested $3.5 billion into Uber three years ago. They got preferred stock. They got warrants. They got common shares. They've lost a billion dollars. So every time you feel bad today, feel bad for the sheik who's got oil under his sand that pumps cash. And instead of sharing, he goes out and buys Uber. That would be like me, my spouse, saying, here's some money, go buy groceries. And along the way, I'm supposed to buy groceries to feed my family. We're hungry. Along the way, I see a salesperson offering me a magic bean that will grow into the sky. And there's a goose at the top that has a golden egg that I can go steal. Fails to mention there's a giant green net. Spouse would be very upset if I come back with a magic bean versus groceries. That's kind of what happened here. Uber's lowered its projected IPO price after Lyft struggled. Then we see the mother of all IPO implosions ever that I could think of, WeWork, trying to get public at $50 billion, and it's worth maybe $6 billion now, just a month after the failed IPO. Tesla's in the news today, and I almost don't want to talk about it. Elon Musk has gone from, he was fun to report about. He was refreshing to, I don't know if I could trust him. And that makes for an unhealthy relationship between me and him and me and you, because I don't want to hurt you. Elon Musk made the prediction on Tesla's third quarter earnings conference call 
that the forthcoming Model Y is going to outsell the Model S, the X, and the 3 combined. Tesla now expects to begin full production of the new crossover in the summer of 2020 instead of the fall. So they're moving production up a bit, and that's probably a good thing in the minds of investors. Um, the word on the street is that it's going to be a good vehicle. Is that enough to buy the stock? Well, the stock's up 20% today, essentially. Biggest gain in six years. Plenty of bulls for the feed, uh, plenty of information for the bulls to feed. They had a good quarter. Pulling forward of the Model Y production, China factory timeline, and a release of a new version of Tesla's solar roof all got positive reactions. I still don't want to own the stock. It's too dramatic for me. But I get it. Do you remember a couple weeks ago on every day we would be talking about Beyond Meat going higher? Um, it was the IPO of 2019. Now you're going to start looking at it going, I don't know if that's true anymore. At one point in time, the beef patty made out of plant proteins, that's their big product right now, had driven that stock way higher. Now it's fallen 66, 67% from its all-time high. And kind of what I'm asking you is, do you remember um, one of the things I try to do on the show is, is talk about some of the friends that I have. I have a friend who's a police officer. He loved the stock. He's like, should I buy it? I'm like, it's going to come down at some point. And a couple days later, it's up another 50%. Should I buy it? It's going to come down. And then... I like, okay, if you really want to buy it, buy a little bit of it now, and then buy a little bit more later when it's either up or down. Scale into it. Uh, he's not asking if you should buy it anymore, and that's the exact wrong thing. You shouldn't be asking, should you buy it when the stock's at an all-time high, 239? But when its IPO goes from 25 to 239, something's terribly messed up. Now it's gone from 25 to 99. That's a little bit more Okay. If we're buying into the, the fact and the dreams and the thoughts of a plant-based protein su substitute. So that's out there. Man, the Uber IPO and the Beyond Meat IPO show you the, the, the risks of IPOs. Does it not? The enormous increase in the valuation of FANG stocks is, is a big question right now. One of the thing stocks, Netflix, used to have no competitors, but it's about to get two very big competitors in the next 60 days in Disney and Apple. Apple has competition, so to speak, from Samsung and Huawei and regulators. Facebook had not a tough day yesterday, but Mark Zuckerberg went to the Capitol Hill because he's just a bill... On Capitol Hill. So he goes to Capitol Hill and he got grilled. One of my favorite questions was, someone said, can you spend an hour a day moderating, moderating the content on Facebook? Just basically trying to say, hey, can you help with a solution? Can you help point out what looks wrong? Can you help point out 
I guess no. <laughs> I like that. It shows Moxie. So Fang is famously Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Microsoft, Amazon, and Alphabet. Microsoft doesn't fit in with the Fang, F-A-N-G angle. But big techs had a big run. Market cap of FanMag, if you want to include the include the M, has had a, a roaring 2019, and it's had a great 10-year run. So predicting near-term price direction is tough, but a lot of people are starting to think, you know, start looking for cracks in the economy, start looking for cracks in stocks. Not really seeing it in Fang yet, except for maybe Netflix. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Sneakers are a big business right now. I hope that they don't turn into a, a trend that I have to talk about it. I'll talk about Jordans and resale value and stuff like that, but uh, it seems like it's going to be a hot IPO some, at some point in time with sneakers. Tech CEOs like Mark Binioff wear $400, $500 pair of shoes that are super stylish, but they're high tops. It's kind of their way of saying, hey, we're in California. We wear sweater vests instead of business jackets. We don't know what a tie is, and we wear sneakers instead of dress shoes because we're that kind of bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. A hiker said the Apple Watch saved his life by calling 911 after he fell off a cliff. Theory, a cell phone would have done it, too, but let's blame the watch. <laughs> and I know you're saying, he fell off a cliff? Maybe he lost his watch, or maybe he lost his uh, um, phone instead of his watch. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Big seminar coming up in November. Find it at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code RADIO25 to get in for all free. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So I watched some of the proceedings yesterday with Mark Zuckerberg on Capitol Hill talking about Libra and the cryptocurrency. <clears throat> and it's really, really, really angry to be mad at Facebook. It's really easy to be angry at Facebook. They're too big. They leaked our pictures. They leaked our phone numbers. They're irresponsible with data. They're selling us out. But there was one question, one thought that was presented at a point in time by Mark Zuckerberg because they showed his prepared testimony to the media, and I guess to you too, before he actually got on Capitol Hill. And one of the things he said was, if we don't do this, or some company in the United States doesn't do this, China's going to win Bitcoin. China's going to win cryptocurrencies. That's where it starts getting fascinating. When you start talking about, you saw how quickly the NBA, how China just turned on them. And it's as if China, as if the NBA never existed in China. They just cut off all the information. They can do that. South Park magically disappeared from China after they did a band in China episode. The band was a B-A-N-D, like a rock band. But we all know it really meant that they're banning, banning and censoring information. 
So is it China scare tactics that Mark Zuckerberg's doing to promote Facebook self-interest? Or is there something there? I bring it up because it was one of the things I saw that was refreshing about media. Does that sound right? It was refreshing about the story. Because the story is evil Facebook. Evil Facebook. Do we care if China wins? What if there's a cryptocurrency that China's able to hack and you have $100,000 in it and suddenly it's all gone? Because they help set up the software to design it and set it up and make it safe and everything. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. We need a movie with like uh, a Jack Ryan type character. That's right. We need Jack Ryan. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. It's anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. It's interesting. One of the big stories coming out of earnings season this season is how many companies are using private jets. A couple of years ago, maybe about a year and a half ago, one of the heirs to the Disney fortune, the Walt Disney, one of the granddaughters kind of thing, she's become an activist for CEOs not to fly in private planes. I kind of get it. They're probably one of the most incredibly wasteful things to our environment. And that draws back to the story that Bill Gates once said something along the lines of someone saw him flying commercial and they're like, I can't believe you bought fly commercial. And he goes, what am I, the queen of England? I don't know if he still does, doesn't. I, you know, I get being a billionaire. You can't really be mingling with average people. Can you imagine sitting next to Bill Gates on an airplane? You're like, can I borrow some money? Hey, I want to get a soda, but I don't have any money. Can I borrow some money? He's a billionaire. He's like, no. United Technologies reported 17% growth in aftermarket sales in its Collins Aerospace division. General Dynamics is launching a new Gulfstream private plane. Private planes are in. So on one level, you could invest in them. On the other level, you could say they pollute the environment, right? Microsoft's quarter was a pretty good quarter. I used to pay attention to Microsoft's quarter 20, 30 years ago on how many PCs were sold. Was the number going up or down? And when the dollar amount of the cost of a PC was dropping from 4000 to 3000 to 2500 to 2000 to 1500 that always benefited Microsoft because they never lowered their price on Windows. And on some level, it benefited Microsoft because they, um, how shall we say, had a monopoly. And they were never lowering their prices. But now when you pay attention to Microsoft's quarter, you're not paying attention to Office. Wasn't Office like $120 if you bought the student edition? And that would get you everything you kind of need between Outlook, which I think is still one of the more functional, better web uh, softwares out there. I'm not a big webmail guy. I know, you're saying, fascinated, Rob. Please keep that opinion to yourself. New home sales dipped slightly in September. That's interesting. We have incredibly low interest rates. That's a perfect environment for housing. New homes slipped seven-tenths of a percent month-to-month. Seasonally adjusted rate of 701,000 units. So we're building 701,000 new homes a year is the idea. Sales activity by region, 
I could kind of tell you where the action is and where price increases may still have some chances. A lot of building in the Midwest, up 6%. So let's stay away from the Midwest. There's too much building there. Supply and, supply and uh, demand, right? The West has a lot of jobs, down 3.8%. That's more interesting. And the Northeast has a lot of jobs, down 2.8% in new homes. Sales of homes priced at 400000 and higher accounted for 25% of the homes versus 35% in August. So people are looking for cheaper. That's not exactly the trend that you want. I once uh, had on an executive chef on the show. He was the chef at one of my favorite restaurants in Saratoga. And he basically shut down his high-end place where you would easily spend $400 on a dinner for two. And every bite was better than the last kind of thing. And he went the way of kind of a cafe with prices, you know, a tenth of the price. Because that's the trend. Same thing in housing. If, if the high end's not working out, some people will shift to the lower end. But it also tells you that the high end may be tapped out. Yep. That's about all I have for you today. Please make sure you turn off lights on your way out. Fintech got Delta interesting blow this week. Federal judge this week poured cold water. Woo, cold water. Remember the ice bucket challenge? Did he do it? So federal judge throws cold water, cold air on some tech companies' plans to quickly become a bank. This is probably a good thing. I have some apps on my phone that have started introducing savings accounts that are higher yield than your Bank of America's and your Wells Fargo's. Acorn's got one at like 1.8%. I know Robinhood, who does free stock trading, has one. But the Office of Comptroller for the New York uh, State, a judge ruled that you can't exactly write a banking charter overnight. It takes a little bit more than that. A ruling that slams the brakes on a lot of fintech at this point in time. Fintech, obviously, is what exactly what it sounds like, financial technology. You used to not be able to trade stocks on your phone, but now you can trade stocks on your phone. Fintech companies had welcomed a special bank charter that cleared a quicker path for them to become a bank. But that was dealt a blow this week as federal district court in New York decided the Office of Comptroller that the regulator issuing the charters didn't have the authority to do so. Step back. But that doesn't mean they're done or dead. Um, but it means that the process typically takes twelve to twenty-four months, eighteen to twenty-four months, not two weeks. So that's out there. And again, the, I'm thinking about my next stock purchase, and one of the ones I was going over in my head is buy some more Visa. I'm like, okay, let's let's refresh yourself. Let's think about fintech. Let's think about competition. I like Visa because it's a credit card play, right? No, it's not a credit card play. It's a transaction play. They're not a credit card. So they have no risk. If if you go out and charge a million dollars, one dollars a million times, let's say you get a coffee, a cup of coffee at McDonald's, you buy a million cups of coffee over a million days, they make money every time you swipe your card. Now, the Chase Sapphire, 
they're making money on the interest rate they charge you. That's the basic idea. So the risk is on the bank, the Chase or the Citibank or whoever issues the card. It's not on the guy who swipes the card, the Visa or MasterCard. To me, American Express is a play on small businesses. Maybe I should look back into that because that's an assumption I've held for 30 years. And you know what we said about assumptions, right? Square is applied with the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation for a special industrial loan company license. So one of the companies that scares me for Visa and MasterCard is Square. They're trying to get in that business of doing all the work on a financial transaction and doing it in basically real time. The interesting, not the interesting thing, but the, the thing that sucked for merchants in the past was it took sometimes two to three days to get your money for the guy who just swiped his card at your store, even though you walked out with the goods that they've already paid for. So that's why cash is king usually, but you kind of see what's happening in fintech. I like fintech very much. I think it's very disruptive. and I think it benefits people. Big seminar coming up in November. Not November. No mustache wearing, please. You can learn more about the event by going to newfocusfinancial.com. Use code radio25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So one of the big winners today is Tesla. And I don't have enough information about their cash flow. I haven't looked at it yet. I feel bad because part of my job is to talk about that kind of stock on this kind of show. Their cash levels, they say, are self-funding now. So they're not going to have to go back to shareholders to say, let's issue paper that makes you part owner. Their automotive margins, 22.8%. Overall operating margins of 4.1%. I'm going to have to look at their metrics to see what, what it means to me. I honestly, it's, it's one of those times where I'm like, I just failed you. Um, with that said, let's move forward. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Twitter blames ad targeting issues for their earnings miss, sending their stock plunging. Tesla, Tesla shares pop the most in six years after earnings show it's building cash, boosting margins. Amazon's big investments in free one-day delivery is expected to spark growth in the third quarter, but costs in the current quarter. As you move, believe it or not, two-day delivery is a big technology, and then one-day delivery is a bigger technology, and it costs money to invest in technology. So that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get calls on the air. American Express has a green card, which is relaunching with new benefits. Have you ever heard of the American Express green? It's like the original one. It feels like, I don't know if you remember commercials from the 1970s and early 80s where like, do you know who I am? I'm Carl Malden. And there was this big green American Express with that Roman fighter on the front of it. Sometimes what's old is new. So new perks, new rewards. There's kind of an amazing thing going on with credit card companies fighting each other for you, the customer. The reason they're calling it the green card is because it's 70% reclaimed plastic. 
So the new card's designed. All cards have different features. If you travel a lot, you want a travel card. If you're loyal a lot to one airline, you want that airline card. So there's, if you want just cash back, cash back. Keep it simple. The new card was designed for customers who are looking to do business with sustainable and socially responsible brands, but are also much more interested in trying out new restaurants across town or traveling with their friends rather than necessarily buying things. So the perks are heavily towards... What are they heavily towards? Flights, hotels, car rentals, ride shares, buses, subways. I think that's about right. Previously, the card only offered two times membership rewards per dollar. It's up in their game. And again, if you're one of those people who, how shall we say, likes credit card rewards, you got something to think about today. It's $200 in annual statements, uh, mobile assistant, updated payment features. I was playing with it. That's actually kind of interesting that we're talking about this right now because I was playing with the apps for my credit cards yesterday, probably like the last three or four days. And they're pretty robust. Um, I'm not a person who goes shopping, who goes web surfing before they go shopping. I'm not looking for every bargain, every budget, every blah, blah, blah. But a lot of that's been moved onto your phone now. So if you're going to Costco, you can get 10% off and use your credit card. It says, hit this button and it'll activate it for you. I should talk best credit cards on occasion. Because I know people are pretty fascinated with it. Like, best cash card, cash back reward. Right now is the Alliant Cashback Visa Signature. Best travel card for general purposes, American Express Gold Card. Best rewards credit card. Best no annual fee credit card, City Double Cash. I like the City Double Cash. 2% back, 1% when you buy, 1% when you pay. That's pretty good for no fees. You're getting 2% off everything. I know you're saying 2%, Rob. I don't get out of my bed for 2%. That's fair. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Good website for credit cards, in my opinion, is bankrate.com. Good website for learning about college savings, savingforcollege.com. Some of the best newspapers to read, I think, are the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. When you get the Wall Street Journal, you typically, if you get the online version, you get the uh, uh, web version of Barron's. But some people have told me that's changed, but I guess I was grandfathered into it. Anyhow, those are my three uh, big papers that I read before I go to the research. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Jewel is halting sales of most flavors, but it's not completely stopping. What do you think is going to happen to Jewel? At one point in time, Big Tobacco put $30 billion plus into them. But Jewel has to stop selling fruit, cream, mango, and cucumber nicotine pods. What do you think the black market for pods are going to be? Last week when they were talking about uh, pulling Jewel from the shelves, I was like, I almost wanted to go as buy as much of the crap as I could, even though I don't smoke, because I know that I could resell it, right? Right. 
Oh, flight shaming is gaining traction, and it could cost airlines billions of dollars. Flight shaming. It's all about the big carbon schemes and forest owners. Guilt over the environmental toll of air travels causing customers to look for ways to offset carbon emissions and also take alternate modes of transport when when possible. Do you remember last week that little girl from uh, Europe? She comes to the United Nations and she scolds Trump. She talks to all the UN and says, you know, you're taking away my future. She came to America in a sailboat. Like, she doesn't want to fly. I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know how long it's even important to talk. But it is a trend. Shaming for burning carbon. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.